Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Mark Hofka. Hey, Emma. Mark, so glad you're here. I get to work with your wife every week, which is a blast. I bet. It's good to be here with you, Ed, in the podcast studio. In the podcast studio. So glad you're here. So tell me a little bit about Mark. Where do you serve? Sure. Uh, There's a couple areas that I've served in. They've all had unique impacts in my life. First, uh, Equip Disciple Ministry. Been serving in that since 2015. My wife and I went through that together in 2014 and, you know, really helped me learn how to uh, have a quiet time. Yeah. Taught me how to memorize scripture, the value of memorizing scripture, taught me how to share my testimony, how to share the bridge, was really instrumental in strengthening our marriage, gave us Bible studies we could review together. You know, I used to think those initials on the side of the Bible, like ESV, NIV, KJV, I thought, man, there's a lot of people who last name begins with V that goes to this <laughs> You church. thought it was their personal well, initial. Yeah. So, but God used that Equip Disciple Ministry to, to really teach me how to hustle my own gospel groceries, so to speak. And so just love coming to walk besides newer believers, growing believers, and continue to do that. And after that, jumped in, served in the Believe team for a while, um, got to use, you know, my testimony, what I learned that, and then being able to share the bridge uh, to meet guys who are pursuing membership. And, you know, that was, to me, I love selfishly the Believe Team such a win because either I get to hear God's story in someone's life or I get to help provide gospel clarity for someone or share the gospel with them. Because that was my story. You know, God was clearly moving my life. I was pursuing membership and I just didn't have that assurance of salvation. You know, I didn't clearly articulate the gospel. And so now I love, you know, get getting to serve in that capacity. So fun. And why, Mark, did you pick Mark 9? All right. Well, so 10 years ago today, so that's June 23rd, 2012, I actually woke up in a hospital uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, had a concussion, dislocated shoulder, broken ribs, four torn knee ligaments, a, a total knee dislocation, didn't know how I got there. And, you know, Amber had to, you know, explain to me what had happened, how I'd been in the ATV accident. And so she explained like, you know, Mark, you, you could have been dead. You, know, you could have been paralyzed. You could have lost a leg. You, know, you could have been a vegetable. Like all these were legitimate Options. outcomes. Yeah. But, you know, God has a plan for your life. And we, we've got to go back to Dallas and have this extensive leg surgery. And so, you know, I would have told you I was a Christian at the time, you know, culturally, but I didn't understand grace. I didn't understand the gospel. I thought, man, I'm a good person, Emma, so God should let me into heaven because I'm a good person. So we went back to Dallas, had the surgery. Doctor told me, hey, if you can walk again normally in 12 months, you should consider that a good result. And, you know, I was supposed to run a marathon in three months. So, you know, that that was hard. Like, Yeah, that wasn't going to work out. So I spent a lot of time at home. In my life, I was, you know, I was more concerned about the physical healing, if you will, than the spiritual healing in that sure. point. And but come, cutting it back to Mark nine, like I love, you know, Amber really personified uh, the dad, the father in that story, and just how he brought the son to Jesus. So unbeknownst to me, kind of during this time while I'm healing, that Amber's praying for me, you know, praying for me to be saved, not just my physical healing, but my spiritual healing. And you know, like in verse twenty eight, where Jesus says, you know. This one, this kind of demon only comes out through prayer, just that mm-hmm. persistence in prayer and just how Amber was that one persistently praying for me. She's the one who, like the father brought the son to Jesus there, like Amber brought me to Jesus. You know, she she's the one who said, hey, we should go to Watermark. 
and you know that sort of moves some of the 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 things in process, if you will, of of me getting saved. So, hmm. you know, that was impactful for me. And I think you know, so Amber believed, like she had that belief. And you know, I love like in in my life today, it's like, man, who am I? praying for? Who am I inviting? Who am I bringing to Jesus and trusting Jesus to do yeah, something? Yeah, remind me. So you and Amber, did both of you not know Jesus when you got married? So Amber did. So okay. Amber knew Jesus. Amber's story is a good example of when you don't surround yourself with community and other believers of some of the ways you'll start to stray or, or you know, compromise. So I told her I was a Christian and it's like, hey, all right. Seems I want to... Yeah. Like, all right. He believes in God. Good. Uh, that's And so that's you know, she would have been, but God really used the accident to sort of invigorate a chain of things mm. in her life, which then started we'll to bleed back over to the church into then, my life. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I love, I love hearing how God was at work and, and how he used Amber. That's so encouraging. Okay. What else? What else do you see in this chapter? Yeah. So I love, you know, in verse 24, right after that super encouraging verse, you know, where it says, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And I think, you know, just being that honest and being able to admit to God like areas where I might be struggling with unbelief. Like, I don't believe that this person could be saved or this person could be changed or I could change in this way or God wants this for me. Just, you know, confessing that, admitting that and asking God to help me with areas of unbelief. I, you know, I enjoy that 23 and 24 passage together. And then, you know, skipping back to earlier in the chapter, just that the transfiguration, you know, the who is, who is Jesus, right? I mean, can you imagine what it was like for, um, you know, John and, and Peter and James to be up there and they're like... Crazy. Right, right. Like, I mean, what is happening? What is happening? And that's, you know, I mean, you know, John wrote about it and John mm-hmm. 1 and Peter wrote about it in his epistle. Like, those are things, that's something that they remembered, you know, the, for the rest of their life. And he really, you know, Jesus revealed who he was to them more and more, you know, when God said that, you know, this is my son, you know, with whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. And, you know, just seeing him there, you know, as... This is the son of God. Right. Superior to the law, superior to the prophets. Like, and for me, you know, Proverbs 14, 12 said, there's a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way to death. So when Amber, you know, was bringing me to the feet of Jesus, my, like my understanding of God was wrong. It was, it was just jacked up. I didn't know who Jesus was. Who would you have said Jesus was? I just would have told you, like, you know, he's a good guy, and like he went to the cross for I don't know because he's a good guy, and yeah. but but I needed to do some things to get right with God, sort of on my own accord. Totally. So I would have just thought he's a good person. Like I didn't understand why I needed a savior. Like, what do I need a savior for? Or why is he on that cross? Didn't know. Yeah. And so you know, by the grace of God, you know, that was slowly kind of revealed to me over time, um, you know, through that. And so I thought, man, that would really help me. Like, who is God? What was Jesus doing on that cross? Yeah. And what your response should be to Jesus for who he is and what he's done. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the Lee Strobel book, like that was really convicting to me. Like, who is Jesus? Case for Christ. Case for Christ. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he liar, lunatic, or Lord? Like, he can't just be a good person. He just can't be a good teacher. Like, that option's not open to us. So, you know, who is Jesus? And so, you know, understanding who Jesus is was really helpful, you know, to me. So I love, you know, just can only imagine what it would have been like to have been those two guys to see that there. And, you know, today I have to remind myself of the gospel every day of this, that I'm a sinner, that I don't deserve, you know, 
the eternity that's waiting for me, but because of you know Christ's love for me and, and what He did for me and how He went to the cross. Like I have to remind myself of that of that truth every day. Oh so. yeah, me too. Man, we're almost out of time. You got one more final thought for us? So yeah, one last thing. You know, verse forty-seven. You know, new believer, growing believer today, just being under the conviction of the Spirit. Just where it talks about you know the eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. Like I need to to recognize sin in my life and take it seriously and and do battle with that. You know, Philippians 3, 7 and 8 says, you know, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider themselves worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So like, what are things that, that I'm elevating over Christ that I don't wanna do? So I wanna be serious about, you know, cutting sin out of my life, just like that passage Calls directs to. me to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, as we wrap up, that's a great question for everybody listening today. What sin do I need to take more seriously and cut out to avoid compromising, to to fight for um, a right view of Jesus and a right response to him for who he is and what he's done? Yeah. And going back to verse 24, I mean, if there's something I'm struggling to believe, like, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Help me to see you as better than this. Help me to see you better than this sin or whatever it is. Yeah. That's so strong, Mark. Thanks for being here. And I am so glad we're on this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.